Hey, Lords of Grantham listeners, this is Dave coming to you from my iPhone as I edit this week's podcast. And I just wanted to give you a heads up before it starts that we had some technical difficulties. See, I'm having difficulties saying this. I am so disappointed in myself. Um, On my end of things, the audio is a little funky and you have a lot of static. Um, Our mixer was giving me some trouble. Corey sounds great. I don't sound great. I come and I go. Um, But I just wanted to let you know it won't happen again or hopefully it won't happen again. Uh, Thanks for putting up with it, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Last week on the Lords of Grantham podcast, we talked Belgravia, the next chapter, episode three. In that episode, we saw it become really clear. Ellerby, he's got eyes for Clara. He may present himself as a doctor, but this guy definitely wants to get with Frederick's wife. And you know what? Frederick... And Clara, they're not getting along too well because Clara decided to introduce James back to Frederick again, his old, long, estranged brother. And Frederick was not about that life. Meanwhile, Rochester, he doesn't like his, uh, the Duke of Rochester, I should say, doesn't like his son. We'll see where that goes this week. And we'll pick up on a bunch of other threads this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. Dave, it's, it's the next chapter, man. Not the new chapter. <laughs> it is a new chapter. But sequentially, it is the next chapter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, is, there a, is there a next season where it's, Prince, uh, Bel, it's uh, Belgravia? Uh, Belgravia, the middle chapter. They just kind of go somewhere in between. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I think so. Just uh, hiding out from his life and the people coming after him for his, I don't know, misdeeds. Sure. Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. If we don't know about it, it ain't coming up. We're, we're not. We're not that intelligent. Uh, 
only one thing that matters, Dave. It's that Prince Charles, or I'm sorry, King Charles, he has cancer. I should not be laughing or chuckling at all. He has cancer. Uh, it's just more so incredible that he waited his whole life for to be in this position, and now they haven't really revealed what kind of cancer it is, just that he's been diagnosed with cancer. And uh, yeah, man, who knew? Absolutely. He, he, I you can't imagine what's going through his head. Like, are you serious? If you, if this, if the crown got another season, how would they dramatize this? Oh, I know exactly what they'd do. They'd get, they'd get petty on the crown. They would go straight for the heart and say, "This is Queen Elizabeth from beyond the grave getting revenge on her son for something." Something. I, I that is what the crown would do. The spirit of Queen Elizabeth is at play. No, it was like. Uh, it was last July. Sorry, it was May 6th. It was May 6th, 2023. But yeah. <laughs> no. I see a lot of people celebrating out there already. Do what you gotta do. Uh, but, you know, I'm gonna wish him well. Can't, I don't like cancer. I don't. I'm not a big fan of it at all. It's one of the worst thing in the world, if you ask me. And so I don't begrudge anyone. Uh, but be kind. <laughs> this is this is bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I mean, he's just... He, he's kind of upheld some of their bad uh, traditions there uh, as the crown. But, yeah. He... he, he right. Chuck. Yeah. We're supportive here. Uh, but that's pretty much it that's going on outside of things. But I do want to call attention to the fact, Dave, that Belgravia, the next chapter, well, the next episode of the next chapter is airing February 18th, so it's taking next week off. <laughs> yeah, there will not be a Belgravia, the next chapter, next week. I think they need people to catch up on the next chapter <laughs> before they keep rolling it out. Mm -hmm. Oh, it could be that. It could be that they're taking off because of the Super Bowl. The Down Abbey's done that. Oh, no. Down Abbey did the air of the P, P. Gordon episode during the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. So, Dave, I know you teased for the upstairs patrons, uh, a couple's challenge I think we may want to move it downstairs for next week maybe okay
Okay. Sure. I think that sounds good. Yeah. So we're going to be voting on the best couples across all these shows, Dave. So we're the pole dark, the crown, down, all of them. So Queen Elizabeth and Prince Phil. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, the last thing, Dave, I'll say though for our, our upstairs, they're not gonna go away empty hands to the patrons. I was on a long flight yesterday, and I finally did it. I finally got around to writing some fan fiction that I will record, and they will have that in their inbox soon. Yeah. No, we're reviewing like their episodes, individually, each of them, <laughs> with power rankings. Yeah. One could say they were turning up the heat, Dave. <laughs> it got steamy. Oh boy. <laughs> Where do we start? <laughs> what is going on there? <laughs> do we know the name of this helper in the house? <laughs> yeah. He, he just keeps nicking bottles of wine. The downstairs help at, at, at the Trenchard house. Stowing it outside and then collecting coins from the bottles that he's putting aside. I think his name, I think his name is Robert. I think that's the name of the downstairs help, Robert. Do you think this is the long-running thing? The person that we don't see in the shadows is it John Bolasis who's collecting bottles of wine? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> getting some coins. Um, could be. There, there's got to be someone behind this this bottle taken here going on. Yeah. Oh, no, there's a lot of runway, Dave. There's another four episodes in this season. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, Robert, we'll, we'll find out more about you later. Um, yes, he is a letter writer. He's apologetic for last week still. Um, and he's just riding, running a tight ship, you know? That's, that's all that's going on with him. Mm-hmm. Which they make a point of, and makes me wonder: Is this going to lead to something bigger with, with her that that she can't read? Um, I, I mean, you think that he's deliberately picking her because he knows she can't read, and thus she can't pick up on what he's getting up to here. That that end right, he's a slick one. Oh, I mean, Daisy, for example, cannot read. No, it's it's sooner than that. It's like 40, 50 years. This is like around the same time as the Gilded Age, Belgravia. Yeah, it was Belgravia 18... Well, the, yeah, 1815, 1816, I guess, is the first season, and then this one's about 1840s, 1850s. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, it's actually, no, it is the time of Belgrave. Sorry, it is the time of Gilgamesh because, sorry, the, the ball that sets up the first uh, season of Belgravia takes place 1815, 1816, jump 20 years ahead, and then it's 1830, 40, and then jump another 20 or something years ahead, and here we are, close to 1870s or so, yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's the next chapter, Dave. Eighteen seventy one, to be exact, with is this season. Yeah. And the Gilded Age is eighteen eighty two. Yeah, perhaps we'll see. <laughs> uh, mhm. I wish it. I, I, I'm curious to see what it leads to, though, because it's, it's like okay, so it's tearing him up. What does that mean, though, for Frederick, and, and uh, how does Enright figure that into the bigger plot here? I guess <laughs> well, I guess the, is, the letters. Yeah. I don't know, Dave. Mm -hmm. Or is he writing to her mother, by the way? Because we, we know that the father's dead. Do we know the mother's dead? We do? Okay, well, maybe he's writing to the grave.
Oh, okay. I think it only matters to us, Dave. <laughs> we're the ones really banking on his return. We we were big fans of his in the first season, so if people see him, they may groan. We're going to be cheering, <laughs> fist pumping when he shows up. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. She can play the piano. Chopin on the piano. Because James keeps making eyes at her. She's a little annoyed. She she notices that like, oh, James is more concerned with her than I, uh, than than me. I'm making fruitcake for this man. Uh, yeah. And he's paying attention to this girl. And, uh, yeah, you, you notice so Nell is making lies at James, too, because she's kind of stroking this chain, this heart uh, pendant around her neck. And you just wonder, is there uh, some other greater connection there? There's definitely something there that we don't know about. But, like, what is that connection? Yeah. So we'll see what happens with her. <laughs> but she speaks, by the way. She does. She does speak this week, and they don't really make a big deal of it. It's like, oh, all of a sudden, Nell knows how to speak. That's true. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's Emily setting it up, though. Like, I, I read that as she is jealous of Nell and the attention she's getting from James, so she was like, hey, Ma, I think she's, she's pilfering. And then... Uh, Emily's mom talks in such a weird hushed voice like you think she's pilfering from us what do you mean now she's taking from us <laughs> why, why are you talking like that ma um, yeah so we'll see what goes on with Nell now I will say Dave uh, before we even get to what's left in the plot between Frederick and Clara and then uh, James and everything I saw online the comment on our Lord's Grantham Lounge that this episode was steamy so I just kept looking for like, okay, there's going to be some hot action going on in this episode. There's got to be something going on. And, and I mean, could have been, could have been the smelting. That was, that was pretty steamy in there. But like, it was between like Ellerby, who definitely has designs 
uh, for Claire, and we can talk about that in a moment. But also, James in this episode, the Reverend James, is making eyes at everyone in this episode of like, I could do something with you. It doesn't matter if it's it's a woman, a, a man, a, an animal. He was looking at. It. He gives them these eyes. This episode of just like, what's your what's your name? What's going on with you? I'm a priest. I'm good, but I want to look at you. <laughs> it's like, he he's got wandering eyes for sure, and they keep wandering. Really, Reverend James. Okay. <laughs> Who knew? That was a bad movie. Yeah. So do we want to talk about Reverend James? Mm. So it... Mm-hmm. wasn't his it wasn't his fault just trust me on that and this is the last time you'll see me let me say that again this is the last time you'll see me <laughs> Clara uh, sure and he rightfully accepts like I shouldn't just gone I shouldn't have gone over there I don't know what I was thinking I messed up on that one that's on me that that one's on me that he's not to blame that one's me okay yeah Because she, they asked about like you know when the father was dying, he only wanted to talk to to you. And he's like, yeah, that one's on me. <laughs> he wanted to talk to me, daddy. That's not on him. He's not to blame. <laughs> um, so yeah, he skedaddles out of there. And, and separate from this, we follow up with Fledger, who's talking to uh, the the downstairs help. He's talking with Davison, the helper to Clara, and they're just making shorthand conversation about their personal lives you know would you ever see yourself with someone and he's like no nah, I'm too busy and she's like yeah I love the work even though it's pretty clear that Fledger knows he's probably on the straight and narrow and then also knows that he was went through some ordeal previously so uh, she's kind of you know she already knows the answer she's going to get from him but it does reinforce, like, yeah, if you thought Fledger was going that way, he's going that way. And guess what? When he's going for a stroll, he ain't going for just a stroll. He's going to take a walk after midnight and get a little steamy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
It honestly took me a good 30 to 40 seconds to place that that was the Reverend. It just didn't look like him. I mean... <laughs> he squinted at the TV. <laughs> the, the painter and stuff? Darren, yeah. Reverend James. Not James Blast. Well, I guess it, it, James Trenchard. James Trenchard. Come on, man. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, you want to know from him sitting there. He just looks so different out of the priest's clothes. I, I found it funny in the scene where every man in the sauna is just wear, is draped with a, with a, a rug or whatever. But in the background, you can see there's kind of a, a man's butt cheeks. But <laughs> they're just blurred out. But they're just standing there. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what he's doing. He's just standing there the entire time. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> just... Yeah. They should have made. It... They should have made it fart. Just, just, just like why? Why else got those those cheeks right there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like why? It makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> when when Reverend James just looks over to the side and he's like eyeballing guys, just to make him side eye got the guy to the right of him like <laughs> uh, but, but he is scanning the room and then there's Kurrigan looking dude walks in there and he's just slapping his chest. <laughs> like, hey We don't hear him talk either. He could be Russian. Yeah. He's he just gives him a look like what are you looking at? Fletcher also Jack too. You see his triceps, man. <laughs> what? Yeah, what is he doing? Like downstairs, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is is Fletcher just doing dips in the corner of the room there just to get strong? Like, what is going on? <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want to see what Enright is shirtless. Enright just shows this burly body. You're like, hell yeah, man. Everyone on the show is a body guy. They all work out. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> just look, hey. Bye. No. Oh, yeah. I thought he was going to put the other towel to, to cover himself. <laughs> like, he wasn't going to put it on his shoulder. He's like, I need a second one here, man. Yeah. No farting going on here. We don't see what happens, though. He just follows, his, follows him. Right, lying on the pew, crying. Uh, and then just to wrap up his story, though, he's giving a sermon at the end. He's got all the women eyeballing him. He's got Emily staring at him. He's got the mama staring at him. He's got Nell looking at him. 
And then this Kurrigan guy comes in there slapping his chest. What's going on? Uh, and then he's like, humna, 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 humna. Uh, God. Damn. <laughs> um, nah. Dave, what did you think of this plot twist? Okay. It was too typical. Too typical Julian. I'm not feeling so quick to put him in a box because, hey, this is a lot with him be already between his brother and him. Like, we don't know the end of that mystery. So to layer this on top of James, like, oh, man, he's got this other issue he's dealing with where he can't reconcile with himself. Man, that's a, that's a tough. It, it just feels like a lot. And the way I'm looking at it now, things aren't resolved with Nell and him. There's something they're going to they're gonna reveal there. There's got to be. And he definitely seems like he has, like, a connection with her. And I'm thinking, Dave... This could be a groundbreaker for, for Julian's show. I think and this is a guy who goes both ways. I don't think it's so simple. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and then, you know, it, it's just a matter he's just following his nose. Or his heart. Or his, or his head. Who knows? All the, one, of those, one of those three things. Maybe all three. But... I don't want to think it's so plain and simple that it's just like, oh man, this guy's going to get me. <laughs> um, and what do I do? Uh, mm -hmm. Definitely shook it up. A lot of steam. Yeah. Well, I mean, do we want to get to, uh, well, we haven't, we've been dodging the Rochesters. That's an easy one. Yeah, we can't give him any more pills. He's already sleeping half the day away. <laughs> yeah, not your problem, dirtbag husband. Yeah, it's not the Marmaduke the dog, which as well, I was like, Marmaduke the dog goes that far back? No, it, it, it's it's Marmaduke the orange cat, which is, so it's, it's not Garfield either. And I think we're jumping ahead a little bit, because there's a scene where they're all, the whole family's gathered around the fire, and he's just reading, and they're like, oh, let's go hang with Peter, let's all go hang with Peter. H how about you, Duke? 
nah, I'm just going to keep hanging here. I'm just going to keep doing my thing. <laughs> and then you, you get the... Mm. Yeah. It is a satisfying beat of him sitting there just thinking to himself, like, I could be nicer to my child. I could be a good father. I could be. Do I want to be? And then he picks up the Marmaduke and he goes to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Necessary. Absolutely. Mm hmm. So that was good. Good for him. Yeah, in Mexico. Uh, the Frederick catches wind of the of there being a silver mine opportunity because he takes the duke on a tour of uh abercrombie yeah and he's impressed uh, the duke he's like man you're making money here this is this is coming together i i heard the marquis is invested in this uh, silver mine operation in mexico can you help me out with this <laughs> but i'll need to find out some more information just give me a minute i'm gonna find out uh lo siento compadre uh, and so, there we go. Frederick goes to, to visit the Marquise, and he says, Pourquoi? <laughs> uh, Donde está el Estado Romano? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she goes full like ideals mio. Uh <laughs> what what what's going on here? And, and the guys like, "The silver mine, why won't you take my money? Come on. I hear people are making money hand over fist." And she's like, "Yo no say. I I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't <laughs> Exactly. And she does this all in front of Frederick. And Frederick is kind of like Oh, I want a piece of that. That sounds good to me too. And she apologizes to him, like, "I'm sorry this happened. Forget all of that you just heard." Yeah, adios, <laughs> muchacho. Uh, and then he's like, "Andale, andale," and he gets out of there. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, how many people are involved with the Marquise? But I feel like this does give a helpful hint of, like, what's at risk if Claire and him are on the rocks? Because I think that could be what have happened to that other guy. Is, you know, she may have trusted him or liked him, but then she learned something about him she did not like. And that's what's at risk here is you lose the Marquise investment when she doesn't believe in your character. 
Um, and we do see him even losing his nerve there for a second when he learns of this whole deal, uh, where he goes to Ross, uh, his, his money man, to ask him about this. And Ross is like, I don't know anything about this. And he's just like, grrr. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you said, he doesn't have the, the cojones to say anything. I don't know. I don't know if it's that. I think she's very just um, strategic with her money, and so. Well, then he should have been investing in it. Hmm. See, we'll see. You, you you think she's going to be the one who puts the fitch on Abercrombie? Okay. Hmm. That's true. He sees himself in her. Frederick has to get over so much, man. Because <laughs> we start this episode with him admonishing Clara for bringing his brother around the, the home. She's like, he's like, what are you? Come on now. I don't get along with that guy. Get out of my sight. We are not okay right now. We're not good. And this kind of replays itself throughout the episode where she tries to apologize. And he's just like, can you just please stop? And he doesn't know how to converse with her or talk to her because there's even a moment where she's in bed and he's about to enter the bedroom and then he just stops himself because he just can't lower his ego, you know? So, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what Frank's going to do. He, we do. We do see, though, he's walking around the house because we'll talk to... Clara's supposed to go with him to go to the, the Duke and Duchess house, the Rochesters. And... Was it? He he's annoyed, but he's going around the house and he finds a book, and he finds her yeah her diary, and then he finds the drawing of him and James, and he's all of a sudden thinking, oh, she sees there's potential here for me to rekindle something maybe with my brother, or she she saw some good here, that's what she was trying to do, even if it was misguided, she was trying to do good here, and maybe I'm the asshole, maybe. Uh, he goes on Reddit, he posts the whole story, and then people tell him, you are, <laughs> you are, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyways, she doesn't show up, though, for this get-together with the Rochesters, and he's like, are you serious, bro? <laughs> what is going on? Uh, and we'll follow up on his drama next week, but Clara's living her own life, man. Mm-hmm. He's a doctor. What did they do? Mm-hmm.
Is it Jaredin? Or Dearden? Yeah. Mm hmm. You should come around and see how it gets made. <laughs> mm hmm. And Davison is standing there unimpressed. She's like, I, I, this art does nothing for me. It's, yeah, it's overpowering because, you know, Claire's like, well, you know, it's showing love, and it was just like, yeah, just wait, it ain't like that, <laughs> or at least I don't, I don't feel that, it ain't for me, um, but yeah, LRB is making the point where like, you can come by the where the art's made. I'm boys with Dearden here, right, Dearden? Oh yeah, I made this art. Isn't it great looking? Um, come on down, and it's so funny though because the art does look kind of basic. Uh, I don't think Dearden's a real person. <laughs> um, so forgive me to the ancestors that may not exist uh, and no there, there is no art from, from a person named Dearden but like it just is funny sometimes you, I, I go to a lot of art museums and like they try to say like whoa the art of this time and whatever and they're inspired by the such and stuff and sometimes you just look at a piece of art and it's like I think this painter just thought this looked cool or they like thought it, they, these colors were good <laughs> there's no deeper meaning here <laughs> um and I, I think that's the. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, which is like. Instant panic. If you're if you're one of those people on the dating apps and you see someone holding a child, you're like, hold up, is this what I'm signing up for? Just just saying, I need to know. And he does, he right. He slow plays it though, like, oh, this is so and so baby, come on in. Yes, this is her baby. It ain't mine. And then he just hucks it, and then the wife, the mother catches her. Um, and I will add, Dave. I looked up here. Harold Dearden did exist from 1882 to 1962, so that would not be the same person. But there is a Dearden artist out there. Um, but anyways, though, Ellerby is entertaining her, saying like, "Oh yeah, that painting of her that's half finished. It's on this couch." And he's like posing, like p putting his butt out, kind of like, "Look at me. I can pose on this thing. You you could do it too." <laughs> and Davison is just like, "No, get out of here." <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we have an engagement tonight. But he's saying, well, we got some friends from Paris. Or she, the, his, his female friend says, there's a couple of these friends are from Paris that are coming over. They're going to have great stories. Hang out. And Davison's like, yeah, let's get out of there. And we don't see how it resolves, but then we, they see, we see that they're, at, they're entertaining these people. These a bunch of neckbeard Brooklyn-looking hipsters who look like trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're having salad for dinner. 
like the cool people that they are, um, drinking some wine, and, and they seem to be enjoying each other. And Clara feels in her element, although I think was it Ellerby or or Dearden catches the eye of Davison, who's just hovering around the entire time. <laughs> yeah, and I think making it clear to Clara, like I don't approve of this. Like you know, you where you're supposed to be tonight. This is not at all the Duke and Duchess. These are some losers. Uh, but this is Claire. I think this is more Clara's way. Not so much of falling to the trap of Ellerby, but trying to send a message to uh, Frederick. I ain't going to play around with. I'm, I'm someone who's good-hearted. Oh, yeah, this guy, it's very clear that he wants her. He is maybe a doctor. I don't know how good he is, but he is in it to win it. And it's like, dude, she's married already. Get out of here. Actually. Could be a long con, brother. It could be. We'll see in a couple weeks. <laughs> Sol solid episode for, for Belgravia for the next chapter. Yeah, stuff happened. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Let's keep it rolling. Well, we got some power rankings, though, right? Yeah. Well, Dave, start it off. Oh, okay, I'll start it off. Okay. Go ahead, Dave. Sure. Yeah, he he's like Beetlejuice. He just keeps saying Blast's name or or Pennywise or or no no uh, Sam, yeah or the guy with the hook for a hand. What's his name? Uh, Scar man or Candyman? Yeah, if we just keep saying his name, <laughs> yeah, we'll just invoke Blasses. Um, we'll see though. Uh, well, number three going down. I got Emily Dunn because she cannot catch a hint that James is not into her. She keeps serving him fruitcake. She don't know he's a fruitcake. <laughs> is that wrong to say? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm going to hell. <laughs> uh, no, he's a good guy. <laughs> it, it was just the pun was right there. I don't. I don't mean anything by it. No, I don't. I, no offense at all. It's just Emily Dunn. <laughs> catch a catch a hint. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Also, y yeah, yeah. I mean, well, sure. Reverend's going down. Yeah. It's racking up. Let it rip. Mm-hmm. I will be... Yeah. Yeah, I feel for him. Well, number two going down. I got Frederick. This guy's a loser. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Get your act together, brother. <laughs> you, got a, you got a fox for a wife. You got all the business thing going for you and yet you stand there you kind of get put in your place by Marquise because you can't speak up about this silver mine you let your your wife run around town you can't even be there for her you know at the household and you kind of push her away you're a loser man go trim your beard that's fair well I got his brother at number one James this guy can't catch a break he, he can't see his brother he can't live the life that he wants to live and yet he's forced to choke down this fruitcake that he doesn't seem to be too pleased to keep eating. He has that look of dread when he sees the next slice on his table like, oh, no. Do you... Th mm -hmm. Sure. A loser. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let it lie. Sure. Do you think... Yeah, no, it's definitely time to grow up. He's a loser. But for James, do you think there's a chance he lies down in the pew because of the, the, the fruitcake that he ate earlier in the day and it's really affecting his stomach? He's just really... <laughs> he's got cramps. <laughs> he went to the sauna. It, it did, didn't help with the cramping in his stomach. <laughs> that, that fruitcake is really... <laughs> and it's just... It's taking its time to work its way out. Uh, that, that cake that Emily did. <laughs> And he was looking at that guy like, you know how to do the Heimlich, or can you help me with this? I can't get this out of my system. <laughs> I need some Pepto-Bismol, please. Well, number three, I got Nell. This woman knows how to play Chopin on a piano. No, no. And she can speak suddenly, like in full sentences. She she really is a Demelza for, for uh, Belgravia. <laughs> Yeah, we're <laughs> truly. Clara, you get the like, red hair. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yep. Thank you very much. Well, and she owns it. Well, number two, I got the bearded steam room man because I don't know his name. They haven't revealed his name yet. <laughs> but this guy, he just walks in there and he's like, what's up? <laughs> and James, James, yeah, James cannot control himself. Even when he's at the altar, he's like, ha, humna, humna. And if this guy does not speak Russian or have a Russian accent, I'm going to be so disappointed. Do you think he can speak? Do you think he's mute, maybe? That'd be great. Let's get the inclusivity going. I'm into it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you just read a Marmaduke, he'll come come around. Yeah. Well, for those reasons, he's number one of mine. Because he was he was reading the, those stories, and he's like, why is there an orange cat? I've never seen an orange cat. What, what am I reading to you? No wonder why you... you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You think? Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think she's so on the outs with Frederick right now. It's hard to put her over and say she's had a good week. Uh, yeah, no. It speaks a lot. But the Duke of Rochester is questioning, am I reading my son the right books here about cats that are orange? No wonder why people think he's atypical. We're, we're reading him books that, about animals that are mythical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd love for the day when Peter comes home and tells uh, Mr. Rochester, I saw an orange cat. I did, I did. All right, we got to commit this boy. <laughs> he ain't right. <laughs> There's no hope. <laughs> yep, he's lost it. All right. Yep. So that is this week on Bulgravia, the next chapter, and we'll return in two weeks. But in the interim, we'll do the couple's challenge next week. <laughs> yep. Dave, have you been watching anything else? I'm uh, three episodes in. I think I'm halfway through. Mm -hmm. That show is so stressful. It, play, it plays the most upbeat music and tries to do everything with like kid gloves, like take care of these people, but you're just stressed out that things work out <laughs> for these well-meaning people. Yeah.
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Amber? Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although on the outside, kind of watching, it's like it's hard to see the exact connections. It's just that they work in terms of their wavelengths of how they communicate and get along, you know. And it is so funny. Like their their concept of love is like so innocent, though. It's just kisses on the lips, no no tongue or anything. It's just kiss. <laughs> yeah. How sweet. There you go. Yeah. Um, no, I've been, I was traveling over the weekend, so I haven't had a chance to watch. I was, I was watching The Traitors on the plane the first season because I've been watching the second season currently. So I watched the first three episodes, and I think I like the first season more. I, like, There's a lot more drama. People just at each other's throats. It's, it's the, Explain the show. It's Alan Cumming is hosting it, and he says the word traitor a lot and murder a lot in his Scottish accent. But it's just the the board game Secret Hitler, where you have some two or three people in the room working against you, and you're trying to figure out who they are, and that's the show pretty much, and it's it's entertaining. So the first season, half them are established uh, celebrities and reality star people, and then the, uh, then regular people, and they're all just grouped together. The second season is all celebrities and reality uh, star people. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, highly watchable. The first season, I, I, just based on the first three episodes, I haven't watched more. Worth it. A lot of Housewives drama going on. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... And, and there's uh, there's a couple Bachelors on each... There's a Bachelor on each season, so Dave, your girlfriend, will be into it. Aries, the first season. Peter, the pilot, is the second season. Oh, I heard that name before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he is the pilot. Um, yeah, that's what I've been watching. Let's do it. You know where to find us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, X, lordsgrantham at gmail.com. Our whole uh, archive is on our Podbean website, but also you can find us on any platform in which you stream podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and review if you so choose. And if you want to join our Patreon for some of that bonus content, join up. We'll see you next time.